Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets. And there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year. And you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to BolinBranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today. See site for details. Hey, Collider Jedi Council fans, it's your producer, John Roca. If you like this show, you are going to love Don't Be Tardy with Kim Kolchak Bierman. Kim has done it all from motherhood to music to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Join Kim each week as she talks with husband Croy and her amazing family and friends. Listen to Don't Be Tardy on Podcast One, PodcastOne.com, and Apple Podcasts. Also, remember to rate and review. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast. From negative to positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. two of the best teams of all time. We won one, they won one. Let's let this third one decide it once and for all. Well, welcome to Collider Jedi Council. Today, the council discusses Episode 9 returning to a classic location, deeper connections between Rey and Kylo in their fighting styles, and Ahmed Best shares some hard truths about his past. It's the Jedi Council here on Collider. Hey, everybody, I'm Ken Epsock, and this is a, another edition 
of Collider Jedi Council. We are joined today, as you saw, in the beautiful wide shot set up by Adam and Cody. Some very special people. Mark Yodi Riley. Happy to be here. Kylo Ken. I love this. I love being on the council with you, my friend, and this other guest that you're going to introduce very soon. Absolutely. She is a dastardly heel now, but still a Jedi Knight to me. Rosie Knight is here. Hello. How are you? I'm good. It's always good, good. to talk Star Wars with you. Always lovely to talk Star Wars with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. This is this for you and I, Mark. I know it has. Uh, we 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 like Star Wars. We do like Star the Wars. Two, yeah, between the two of us, like Star Wars. And, Good. and getting still... to know Rosie, we all like Star Wars. After all these years, yeah. Like After Star all Wars. these years, it's that old friend that hangs yeah. around at the party and you like talking to. Uh, hey yeah. guys, this episode of Jedi Council is brought to you by Road. Is currently hosting the world's largest short film competition, My Road Reel. This year, there's one million dollars worth of prizes up for grabs. Make a three minute short film in. Any genre you like, a BTS video showing a road product being used, and you could win big entries. They're open until July 31st, so head to MyRoadReel.com and get shooting. And also, <laughs> also, Cody, bring up those wonderful pictures of T-shirts. We got T-shirts. Get your limited edition The Council T-shirt while supplies last. Just go to Bonfire.com slash Collider Jedi Council logo. Also, buy new Collider shirts at uh, Bonfire right there. We got, look at that, Collider Movie Tech. Collider, Collider Heroes. Go to shop.bonfire.com slash Collider, and you can wear a nice fancy T-shirt. Let's dive into the stories here. Again, I think it's kind of a, a lighter week in Star Wars news. Yeah. There was some big stuff to talk about, but sometimes it's nice to have, catch your breath and just maybe read some Star Wars comics and not have a bunch of things to dive into. But we do have some stuff here today. Uh, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Episode 9 reportedly returning to a classic film location. There are some uh, reports coming out that uh, we could be going back, maybe. Now, this doesn't mean that the planet that we're familiar with is going to be used, but where they shot the Yavin 4 Masasi temples that the rebels use in both A New Hope and Rogue One could be in play here. What do you guys think about this? Mark Riley. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope it's Yavin 4. Mm-hmm. I would love, we haven't, we've yet to have a prequel or, or original trilogy planet in the mm-hmm. sequel trilogy. Have right. we? Is that correct? Yeah. I would love to, I would love to actually, See Yavin 4, mm-hmm. more so. I would love to go back to some prequel planets. I would love to see a Naboo. I would love to see a mm. Mustafar. I would love to see uh, any of those kind of things to kind of bring it all full circle. I don't know whether this is true or not. I don't know if, if, if JJ is looking to Yavin 4 to bring back, whether it's like an old, go back to the old base, pick up something like they did. But again, I wouldn't want to see that. We kind of did that with Crate. Yeah. So, uh, it's fun speculating that we might see something like a Yavin 4 in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. Rosie, uh, Mark Riley talked about a crate is where, you know, the resistance goes because the old rebellion uh, forces were there, as Leia knew because her father set up the base there. That could be a similar idea unless you want to take it somewhere different. And again, we're just openly speculating responsibly here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that is the most likely mm-hmm. thing. I think they like this idea of the old rebel bases having the new characters kind of connected in a way. But I also do know that, well, from what we've heard, that JJ's really into connecting the three trilogies. So potentially it could be something more than that. I mean, I would love to see something like, we have the Resistance, but maybe there is like a small cell of Rebels who've been like working in Yavin 4 this whole time, kind of keeping hope alive. And they're 
maybe they, I don't know they didn't hear the thing from crate because you know their radio is real crackly or something <laughs> but like you know I, I like I think it's exciting um yeah. You know, it's also just a massive warehouse, so they could be filming something right. completely different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this yeah. is this is where we get into that uh, speculation uh, fun, which is it's fun, absolutely fun, Mark. But it, it is it could lead us down paths that we don't want. But I like the idea. Let's just say, if it was Yavin Four, the idea of the Masasi temples, which have some kind of mystery, and then we mm-hmm. saw in the Doctor Afra comic, there was some stuff stuff there they went back for. Yeah. Uh, you know, this idea of connecting it nine yeah. to even back to episode one, two, three, four. And all that stuff that we we've heard, JJ might be interested in doing that. That could be interesting, Mark. If there's something deeper there, I, I would love that. Yeah, Rosie, you touched on that when when I started reading too. That JJ wants to unite the saga. Mm-hmm. That is what I've been missing from this new. I mean, it's not. It's a very small kind of nitpick, but I would love to see more prequel flavor. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the idea of. Like you mentioned, what are, are there people there that that see the the beacon from the resistance mm-hmm. that Leia that sent out at the end of the Last Jedi, and is somebody there, and that's where we start? Again, speculation all <laughs> here because we have fun doing that. But the idea of, of revisiting some of these planets is yeah. really really fun for me. I mean, I, I remember that rumor that uh, Kylo Ren was visiting Endor. Yeah, oh. yeah, I remember. And that. I was like, oh. "Oh, I want to see that." Was that for seven or eight? I can't remember. I want to say it was seven. I want to say yeah. it was seven because we everybody was speculating with the Force Awakens trailer. Like, what was that ash? What was the, what was he putting it on? Yeah. And then I don't know what it was. There was an idea. There was casting like Ewoks, and it was like, in my <laughs> mind, I went to Kylo Ren killing Ewoks and Endor <laughs> to get. Oh, it's because of Vader's mask. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. he obviously had to go close to end or we don't know yeah. what, uh, unless some of the canon junkies at the panel here with me know <laughs> we, we don't where know how he got, got that no. mask yeah no well, the yeah. acolytes of beyond might have something to do with it from the okay. wendig aftermath series because they believe they have vader's lightsaber yes that but i don't know i still want the story of how he got that mask what yeah. garage sale in the galaxy did he find it at no i'm i'm excited about that especially with uh and this is a little bit off topic, but with the way they're building up Afra and you had Sabine yeah. as these kind of like Indiana Jones-esque kind of collectors, uh, archaeologists, you know, yeah. you, they're building up this law of incredible kind of artifacts and important. They did something recently in one of the comics that was so exciting. I wrote, uh, I had a whole bunch of weird yeah. speculatory stuff, but about the cross-saber lightsabers. Oh, and about how they were up. Yeah. Well, they did one. They introduced a new... Uh, Mm-hmm. A new da- official mm-hmm. um, Sith, Darth yeah. Atreus, and um, he had a cross-saber lightsaber, and they basically said that because of the split, the lightsaber is possessed by the the rage. Right. And, right. and what does that mean for Kylo? You know, and I love the ideas of that with how did he get the mask? Who did he meet? Where did he find it? And I think the exciting thing about the Yavin stuff is, you know, that is a temple. There's a, there's a mystery mm-hmm. to it. That could be a way of linking back to the Force Trees from right. Shattered Empire. There's, there's so much there and so much kind of mystery and lore that we kind of know but isn't cemented in canon. Right. And I think it's exciting And let's, let's also not forget that is the birthplace of Poe Dameron. Exactly. So who spent some childhoods playing under fourth trees. Exactly. So Rosie tying it all together, uh, Mark, would you like uh, Poe Dameron going on home? Maybe yes. Maybe his yes. mom, Shara Bay, hanging out there. Oh, Dameron, his dad. I completely dream. forgot about that. So when you said yeah. it, I was like, wait a minute, because I did get into the Shattered Empire mm-hmm. and the forest trees and all that. And I love that story. Right. And I love the idea of going back to that as Poe has now stepped up into the leadership role mm-hmm. after his great character arc, I thought, in The Last Jedi, yeah. to, to learn to be a leader. Mm-hmm. There's something about 
being uh, rooted in your childhood, being rooted in home, and that that might be an interesting dimension to yeah. see with Poe. And, and he mentions it in the was it the Poe Dameron, po Dameron comic right now. He talks, he brings it up again. Oh that yeah. That he's like, I know a little something about you know not the Force, but yeah. Force trees, and I grew up. And with... and the comic that we'll talk about later, but it's mm. catching up with Force yeah. Awakens, so we're starting to get. And I think mm. that would be especially with like there's little things they do like the illustrated dictionary i think it was for the last jedi because that was when uh, mm -hmm. carrie made all the jewelry kind of yeah. suggestions but in it it says you know he wears the ring from his mother shara bay and he's writing yeah. for the so they're already building up this even if you haven't read the comics you now know like poe yeah. has this mother she left him this ring and we know that she found these forced trees with luke yeah. and buried them some in their home and it, it would know, be yeah. interesting for me to see shara bay we're just going you know a little, little more wild speculation here off the off the beaten path of our story but you know i think star wars and mothers their mothers are present but they're never fully explored as much as fathers are mm -hmm. in star wars mm -hmm. and the vader luke stuff's great and, uh, and han and, and kylo i, I love all that oh, stuff yeah. there but um and we started to get a little bit of it with leia and, and kylo there with their connection but i would love to see you know shara bay uh, an older shara bay uh you know reconnecting with their son yeah. and what that means to poe that'd be interesting especially mm. if they do a time jump story or something which we kind of have guessed that it might be for episode nine and he has to go back maybe because he's taken this leadership mm. role maybe he has a moment you know it's very classic they do it in lost stars they do it in a lot of star wars even the end of the last jedi luke mm -hmm. sees the tombs you know it's like you go back when you have that moment of weakness you lose your way you go back to where you're from and you go yeah well, this is, you know, I've got to remember who I am. And yeah. I would love to see that. And there's so many fantastic older actresses they could cast, yeah. you know. Oh, that'd be great. And, and Shara Bay is a great pilot. Yeah, uh, you know, just maybe, like Poe. Maybe she, yeah, but like just like Poe is where Poe gets it from. Maybe, you know, having her take over some of the stuff that uh, uh, Holdo and Leia were doing on the bridge, <laughs> the command bridges, that could be interesting oh. too as well. Oh, like you that. mentioned planets from uh, prequels and other spots here, so let's have fun. Yeah. Um, we know, you know, uh, we, we got to see uh, in Rogue One Vader's castle on Mustafar. Yeah. Um, I would love to see that again, the castle. What other planets would you like to see in nine if you had your way if i had my way uh i mean there's a part of me that would love to see hoth back yeah. in action because again we if we keep going to this idea that there that there are some maybe some supplies to be gathered from old rebel bases right mm -hmm. hoth is fascinating me because purely the elements again can yeah. come into play i would love to see that um, and or, of course, Tatooine, I think, is the one I'm most rooting for mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because of the Luke Skywalker angle, because of the Obi-Wan Kenobi angle. I would love the I, I love the idea of Ray yep. having to to go pick up, you know, and train and whether we get Mark Hamill or not, I, I totally believe Mark Hamill is going to be Force Ghost and sure. be talking to, to yeah. Daisy and, and Ray. But to her, I would love to see her going through Obi-Wan's uh, dwelling, you know. Uh, over on the dude's sea on Tatooine. That's yeah. interesting to me. That's fun. But then the other geekiness I would love is Kylo Ren going to Mustafar mm -hmm. to look into Vader's stuff. Yeah. And I think, again, we might talk about this later, this connection between Rey and Kylo. It's very interesting to think if they both go off to their, like, quote-unquote mentors' mm -hmm. old places to pick up everything that they are trying to, trying to find that you know the next step in the level of I'm gonna now I'm supreme leader. Right. I'm no longer. I'm not gonna be the boy in the mask. And heir apparent to Darth Vader. Well, what does that mean for Kylo? Same with Rey. Well, I, I'm gonna go back. I have the Jedi text. 
I go back to Tatooine to look where it all started mm-hmm. with Luke, where he met Ben, and all that kind of. That's fascinating to me. Yeah, I like that yeah. stuff. That's yeah, some man. good speculation, Riley. Rosie, well, you know, other planets. Where I would have you? A shirt for it. Where would you fan cast your planets in Episode Nine? What, what for would me, you it would. I'm a big Return of the Jedi fan, yeah. so I have to go like. For me, is Endor. I would yeah. love to see a way of them exploring that. That for people who didn't necessarily love Return of the Jedi when it came, a way of exploring like the kind of interesting strategic elements of the Ewoks mm-hmm. or how incredible the landscape can be. I would love. I've been thinking about this since they, we were thinking about planets. But I would love something. I know it's not going to happen. But it would be so cool if they did a kind of almost like in Rogue One, you know, they used a lot of the montages. I would just love that if it was just different squadrons going to all the different classic plants to pick up, you know, oh, we have to find these things. You know, we're rebuilding this small resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Love that idea. Yeah. Going to Endor and meeting Chief Wicket, who who took over for Chief Chirpa. Chief Wicket. (laughs) I'd love that. I would love that. Wouldn't that be great? I see a different headdress on him. (laughs) And he just comes walking and it's like, it's just like. And now BB 8 is the god. Yeah, BB 8 is the god. You can't tell me that if Chief Wicked steps on screen, there's not going to be thunderous applause from an entire generation. (laughs) I would love that so much. And there's a whole new people to sell stuff to as well. Ewoks, they're cute, man. A new generation of Ewoks. Other planets, prequel planets, anything you want there? No, I think for me, I think. I like the idea of them exploring stuff they haven't. I love mm. the connection. I think Tatooine's actually probably the most realistic choice. Yeah. From yeah. the before The Last Jedi, and I, I have said this many times, I love the Rey reveal in The Last Jedi about her parentage. Mm. But before that, I was convinced it was that she was an Obi-Wan. Yeah. If they were going to do a legacy, it was probably going to be Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and I think Tatooine is very likely. I love the idea of... I kind of like the way that they play with what's kind of the importance of things that we've built up. So to us, Obi-Wan's home, his abode is this like... Well, oh, but yeah. to Ray, I love the idea of her kind of kicking around in there, <laughs> trying to find the things that she's found, you know. Yeah. Um, I also... I'm Yeah, I'm very excited for them to hopefully explore, like, explore the unknown regions and stuff. Yeah. Like, so I'm stuck in this place of wanting them to revisit. Like, I love the idea of the Knights of Ren training on Mustafar or mm. something like getting an idea of something yeah. like that like I want to know more because I, lo- I really love these new characters but I'm also excited for it to kind of explode out of yeah. the galaxy that we know I, I'm definitely in that camp too where I love the new stuff introduced like I, I would be happy if we return to Jakku even like let's oh, go back and see well, oh, especially yeah. there now for. we know about the yeah. battle of Jakku and if you've yeah. read Lost Stars you know about what an important part that played in the original trilogy and right. the, the fall of the empire and stuff yeah so I, so I like the idea of new stuff I like Naboo in a weird way I mean connecting to Padme mm. that's where I was going you know with, something yeah. like that maybe if, if Leia has passed on maybe her funeral's there because Alderaan oh. she can't really go to uh, and po- Polis Massa is not the most glamorous place to have a, f- a funeral um, so something like that connecting mm. because she feels those connections in the comics she goes back to Naboo and the, oh, like the image yeah. of Padme almost kind of reacts to her she's got her mom's uh, dresses uh, both wears one in Leia Prince of Vol- Princess Valderon mm-hmm. and the Poe Dameron comic has, his, has them at yeah. some point, the collection of gods. So there's a connection there. Yeah, Naboo was where I was thinking. There's this great fan art there that I always bring up when when I think about this and that, that great run with, with Leia seeing the, the Padme, whatever that yeah. was. Um, but it's Vader in the tomb of Padme, and he has his hand on her, on her mm-hmm. coffin, and the, the mural is behind her, which is pretty much what Leia, Leia saw on the outside, but right. he's on the inside. And that dynamic is so interesting to me. Wouldn't it be interesting if Kylo Ren, instead of... Vader, it's mm-hmm. he's now going all the way, and he's like in Naboo for whatever reason. Yeah. These are all fascinating things yeah. that juxtapose the the initial theme of the Last Jedi, which is kill the past, mm-hmm. right? But if they're going back to pick up the past, 
a little bit to move past it ultimately mm. and learn from it. That's a, a fascinating dynamic storytelling-wise. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of kill the past it is more about learning the, from the past and growing yes. from the yeah. past, and that Kylo interprets it wrong, so maybe he needs to go back exactly, to Exactly, because that's, right. that's Kylo's biggest problem. He can't kill the past. He's given a chance right there to kill it, and he's still perpetuates that cycle where he wants Ray to he 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 tries yeah. to manipulate Ray and make her join him rather than starting something completely afresh. I love the idea. I feel like I was I love the character of Kylo and especially what they do with Han, but I feel like I'm shocked that I never really thought about his relationship to Padme. He's never mm-hmm. even considered it. Right. You know, yeah. does he even know it? Like that's such a deep thing to explore and then to have that crossover with his mother's funeral, the death. Right. I would love if they could find a way of maybe having Ray being someone who thinks that's important that Leia because I feel like that Ray is very much her own character she's just very much her it would be nice if she started thinking about what she would have wanted because she didn't have a family I'd like to see that maybe she's the one who thinks it's important that Leia goes back to where she's from and stuff the way that Ray still wants to go back to Jakku I I, I think the the fact that there you know is an angry contingent of people that didn't like The Last Jedi but there is so much story that you can go off of this Um, and you were touching on that for when Kylo is not able to press the the button mm-hmm. to kill his mother yeah. is so telling to this. And I love the idea of then, yeah, even Rey going to Naboo mm-hmm. and grabbing some Padme stuff to try yeah. to, like... Because she wants to convert, wants just to like Luke, yeah. saw light invader. I think Rey, I think that's the echo yeah. we are yeah. getting in the sequel trilogy, is that Rey still believes that there is light and good in Kylo Ren... And to use that just like R2 did with the, the hologram of mm-hmm. Leia, it's like, here's Padme's stuff. Here's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just fascinating to think. Yeah, yeah here's Graham Graham. You, Graham, Graham. Yeah. you didn't just it's come from Darth Vader. Yeah. There's well, this whole and, other side. Look, uh, Laura Santeca starts it out for Kylo Ren. Tells him, you, 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 I know where you're from. And you, you're, yeah. you can't get past that. Yeah. Uh, and so that's interesting. All right. That, uh, fun, fun discussions. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, next story. We, uh, all right. So the remake, the last Jedi stuff, which I still actually believe is high parody. I think it is the <laughs> deepest is. form of parody. The fact that they were like, ah, you know, uh, the prequels weren't divisive means either you're weren't alive during that time or you're, you're, you're pulling our chain here, but a lot of fun. An LA based graphic artist, Fernando Reza tweeted, <laughs> out on Monday, his poster. Now he's, of course, <laughs> mocking the Last Jedi remake campaign. His poster for the Last Jedi remake is now up in his shop. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle is Fro Design Co. Um, poster done. <laughs> now all we need is a script, a cast, the rights, director, money, and talent. Um, he says, my teaser poster... Uh, I'm reading the same quote. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Star Wars The Last Jedi Remake, a film by a bunch of dudes from the internet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We put this up here uh, just to have a little fun, Mark Riley. Here, what do we got? We got Snoke with a uh, projector. Yeah, that's uh, the one. Yeah. That's, that's the one that I, I laughed. Super Kylo, three laughed, Death Stars. Yeah. Luke with a gun. I laughed for gun. a solid five minutes off of that Snoke side alone. Yeah. yeah. I would then continue to go around that thing and laugh my and giggle my butt off, but... <laughs> The fact, I, I, I it, it perfectly, like, there's something one. about the Snoke yeah. and the overhead projector and just going, my origin, yeah. my plan. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, perf- it, it perfectly puts that, that, you know, 
We yeah. did it too, Ken. I mean, we did yeah. a whole, you know, Snoke theory uh, yeah. video for it. We all did. Um, well, that's funny. So but, you theorize it before yeah. and then, you know, that. Yeah, and it didn't turn out to be true. I, I do believe we'll probably get some answers uh, in nine. Sure. I also think it's part of what, like, Ryan was doing is people always go, oh, why do, before you catch a villain, they always tell you the whole plan. And Ryan was like, not this time. Not and no. everyone's like, oh, I wish they told me that whole yeah. plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it just, you know, for for the online speculation machine that I am a part of, I, I know I am, but sure. that that to me was the most on point mm-hmm. thing that that. So again, this, I mean, Ray, Ray, Ray in off. the kitchen cooking pork is uh, that that's the other one. It's a particular special kind of parody yeah. there. Yes, on what's going on here. Very, and slave one, everything there. Um, uh, <laughs> Negan's the, bad and baby with the Negan bat. Yes. Negan bat. Uh, Leia, uh, well, uh, yeah, so anyways, uh, we don't have any commentary on that. We just wanted to put that up there, Mark, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, that's all? Rosie, really Rose, what are your deep thoughts on this? Uh, my favorite thing about the Star Wars Last Jedi remake campaign is that the uh, funding form is a Google form that you can put any amount into, up to $10,000. Oh, so yeah. you don't have to actually commit any money to it. That's why they've raised right, $500 right. million already. And... I just love the that the Google form was what got me. I was laughing in my house for about half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> when I yeah. went so how much did you give? Was it the full ten thousand? Okay, yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't put it in yet. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish I wish Ken that it, yeah. it was a parody account. I actually believe it's completely. You, you, you think true. it's real? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Just because of um, you know, there's a lot. We'll, we'll get into this, but there's a lot of you know. Obviously, yeah. we've been down this road before. I talked about it on the Riley Roundtable. We talked about it everywhere. But you know, the the what's happening right now online is really crazy. And to see the the remake, the Last Jedi, threads, I, I see it as completely. They're just like, yeah, I want to do this. It's the same. I think that now people, a lot of the the toxic segments are like, oh, this is to make us look bad. It's not by fans. It's not by people like us. But I think, sadly, a lot of the same entitlement that we saw with the treatment of Kelly and, and the complaints that a lot of people have had that aren't just complaints about the movie, but a, a kind of vis- like vitriol, mm-hmm. it's very similar to the entitlement of, oh, if we just make we we can make remake this movie yeah <laughs> it's quite similar kind of mindset of you know licensing rights uh, yeah. disney, disney uh you know star hey, wars <laughs> you know what you know what uh, as ryan johnson said please please yeah please do it please, <laughs> please do it this. let's see it keep it in that same mind let's move on to the next story here with christopher mcquarrie swear enough star wars this, this might actually be a good thing I was kind of following this half, half, half haphazardly there. Haphazardly? Haphazardly? Oh, I've been haphazardly. following it. Haphazardly? Yeah. yeah. You, you write better me then, uh, Rosie. <laughs> um, so, Riley, what's going on here? Because Ryan Johnson had tweeted some stuff out about people you should follow. Chris McCoy uh, was one of them. And then people somehow turned into a Last Jedi debate. And now McCoy's like, I might have wanted to make a Star Wars movie one day. Not no more. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson started with just a simple, you want to learn from the best on writing, mm-hmm. follow Christopher McQuarrie. And the, here's the thing that I, 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 I take immense offense on with, when it comes to people mm-hmm. uh, and not using the word fans, but just people. Yeah. Um, is that they started to... Yeah, essentially, it just devolved immediately into yelling and screaming about The Last Jedi and how he ruined it. And Macquarie sticking up for it, being like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I saw, hey, can you remove me from this thread, yeah. please? You're, you're, yeah. you're yelling and screaming, and, and um, can you do this, please? Can you stop this? And then finally, Macquarie was like, 
I, I essentially will not make a Star Wars movie now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had thought about it before. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but yeah, I think he was like, you know, as a, it was obviously a dream that I would make a Star Wars movie because isn't it for mm-hmm. everyone? Yeah. Or whatever. And then he was like, but you know, this fi- five minutes. I don't know how you do it, Ryan, and I'm out. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah, because, I mean, they're sitting there yelling uh, in, in all caps, on, and they're like, well, we were just talking about the purity of, of telling, Ryan Johnson or otherwise, the purity of giving props to an artist. That you like. To, that you like to say, if you want great advice on filmmaking, go this. And it's like, no, that's not great advice. He sucks because he made The Last Jedi, and then it just explodes into this what people are saying is like, well, I'm just commenting. You have a tweet, and I saw this. All James Mangle has jumped in. Well, Mangle this morning, yeah, yes, yeah. some stuff. Yeah. This spread is still going on. Mangle yeah. jumps in. Yeah. Um, James Gunn has jumped in. I mean, there are so many filmmakers going in trying to say, no, no, no. Listen, would you like Mangle said, if I built a house in the woods, okay, mm-hmm. and I was so happy to live in this house in the woods, and then all of a sudden these hikers come through and go, your house sucks. It's like, what do you, get off my property. Yeah. Like, he kind of is likening it to that. And then somebody responds with this out of left, well, don't make a bad movie if you don't like the heat. And it's like, <laughs> don't make a bad movie. That's your, that's obviously your opinion. Yeah. You are absolutely right. And if you think that's a bad movie. Yeah. It's a subjective opinion. It's that's a subjective cool. opinion. But when, again, when you, if, if you're trying, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be a filmmaker, if you just enjoy writing, if you enjoy yeah. movies, why are you then going to the, these creators and saying you're doing it wrong? Yeah, I think the saddest thing about it as well is when Ryan first shared that, Chris McQuarrie was like, oh, hey, to my new however many followers. Yeah, right. like, a thousand yeah. followers And it, and it was minutes. this, like, positive thing where, you know, because a lot of people, you got to remember, we, where did Ryan come from? What was he making before, right. you know, Star Wars? Yeah, he made Looper, which was, like, a pretty big movie, but it was these indie movies. It was Brick, Brick you know, yeah. um, Brothers Bloom, stuff like that. It's like, what... He is coming from a place of loving movies, wanting to make movies, seeing movies as this art form, and he uses Twitter in such a positive way. And I, yeah. I really mm-hmm. love it. I love all of the fact the Stardom, the Star Wars family is so enjoyable. You know, Carrie was a total joy on Twitter, and, and these guys have taken on the legacy. And it's such a shame that it's getting to a point where he can't even just be like, here's an artist I think is amazing, yeah. without everyone just seeing Ryan Johnson in the at, and then they're yeah. like... <laughs> the last Jedi. It's. I mean, they they start piling up. They. they yeah. It's like a, it's like a, a piling on one after the other, and it's it's it doesn't incite conversation. It stops at dead and abstract. Mm-hmm. When I when you suck, stop making a bad movie and don't be on Twitter if you don't like it. I mean, that's just for me. Yeah. That's what it seems like in a nutshell. Yeah. It's like you made the movie and you're also on Twitter. If you don't like the heat, get off Twitter. But yeah. it's like. Mm-hmm. It's everybody's right to be on Twitter. And sure, it's you just can just a, deactivate. It's a lack of respect for people's boundaries and, and, and just humanity. Mm-hmm. You should be able to make a movie, especially like that, a, a, a big movie. That's your job. You should be celebrating it. If people don't like it, that's fine. Bad movie reviews have always existed. But it shouldn't become an attack on you and everyone you know. Right. Yeah, it's a weird time, isn't it? It's not. It's not just Star Wars. It's not just no. Here. It's no. not. I, like I, I follow people I look up to on on Twitter, and I've never once dreamed of interacting with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, very. I much I follow this. Ryan Adams, one of my favorite musicians. Mm-hmm. I'll like a tweet occasionally. I'll tweet something out with him, like, "Oh, new single from Ryan Adams." I've yeah. never dreamed of tweeting at him to interact with him and then debate with him the merits of his songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, never or, ever. Or how about five, six, seven, eight? Nine, ten threads. Mm-hmm. And another thing, 
And another thing, and another thing, <laughs> to where I finally saw uh, Chris McQuarrie uh, say, can you please remove me? Yeah, that's like, the worst thing. Please remove me. It's, like, it's basic Twitter uh, the reply, etiquette, oh. etiquette to remove the people from the tweets if the conversation goes away. I right. mean, this isn't even about Star Wars at this point anymore. I no, feel sorry it's, for it's Chris about, McQuarrie. Yeah, it's just about general decency and how you treat people. And the sad thing is we see it in a microcosm because it's something that we follow. Yeah. But like you said, it's not just Star Wars. It's, it's different... Uh, fandoms it's different people how they just interact in general and sadly mm. we all know the keyboard can give people a sure. false sense of uh, security to kind of constantly vent yeah these things and that's why a lot of times you see the same people and the same accounts saying the same things about multiple different yeah, yeah. fandoms yeah, yeah. because it's not necessarily about that it's about them and yeah. how they feel and and that's that to <laughs> yeah, steer yeah. back <laughs> to just, star wars yeah it's like what if you like Macquarie is like one of your favorite filmmakers because of like everything he's done, right? Yeah. And you're like, and then he goes, you know, then there's like rumors or whatever, and you're you're a Star Wars fan as well, and you're speculating, what if Chris Macquarie did like a Star Wars, whatever, and then you see that tweet, it's like, whoa, you know what? I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching a Star Wars movie because of this, and you're like, we lose out. Yeah. And, and and I mean, are you like you're gaining up on anybody who just jumps into a Star Wars conversation? Because if you're not with me or against me, I mean, it's like you're becoming the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> like you're becoming oh, these, truly. these absolutes yeah. of like... But no rule of two, sadly. Yeah. It's it's rule of two million. Sad. <laughs> Twitter's done a lot... Uh, social media general's done a lot of wonderful things. And I'm always reminded, though, yeah. of its dark side when I tweet out a joke and someone tweets me back a non-humorous, uh, logical response to my joke of, oh, here's the solution to your problem. <laughs> It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, Collider Jedi Council fans, this is John Roca. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. That's right. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage. And you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? I've done it a few times. It's a little strange. It actually works. Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, Users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. 
When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not what I was trying to do. Let's move on to this interesting possible deep connection. Now, you guys know I love digging deep into Star Wars. What moments, what lines mean and connect to other things? What's the poetry here? What's it all there? Um, That is why, again, talking about Admiral Raddus gets me excited. Uh, Talking about, uh, you know, the moment between Kira and Han, what it means for Han's next 40 years of his life, all that kind of stuff. That said, this one, I don't know, this is fascinating, but I don't necessarily know, Mark, uh, how much it's connected. We see in this training sequence that Cody and Adam have so wonderfully put up on the screen for me to watch now, it possibly connects with the end fight with Luke and Ghost, uh, well, Ghost Luke and Kylo, I should say. Yeah. Uh, possibly connecting to some of the moves, and this this opens up a lot of things. Number one. Mark, do you think this is actually intentional from Ryan Johnson and the filmmaking team? Or uh, beyond that, uh, what do you think these possible connections could actually mean in your head canon? Uh, I think they're absolutely intentional. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, I think you can look at it this a number of ways that um, Kylo was trained by Luke. Mm-hmm. Ray was trained by Luke, so there's maybe something there. Um, you can go, oh, there's a deeper connection, as was set up in The Last Jedi, that Ray and Kylo are now connected on an even deeper level that we're going to explore in episode nine or you can go with what i was thinking with ryan johnson being one of those filmmakers is he was foreshadowing this yeah he was actually tipping his hat going keep an eye on this one Mm -hmm. because it's going to be this great and again you mentioned poetry i mentioned echoes rhyming Mm -hmm. that that all started with lucas Mm -hmm. um that this is yet another uh echo in the star wars galaxy that kind of shows up and i love that attention to detail but when you then look at it through the eyes of speculating and having fun sure. for episode nine, I love the idea of looking at this and going, we have so much more to uncover between Ray and Kylo. And that was the whole point of J.J. Abrams' Force Awakens was mm-hmm. to shine a light on Kylo Ren and Ray. Those are the new characters yep. that are being handed off the baton for. Whether you like it or not, this is the new characters. I personally love it. They're, yeah. they're, I mean, Kylo Ren is one of my favorite Character Adam in Driver is movies. Unreal. He's His unreal. performance is unreal. He, it is so. We watched The Last Jedi the other night. Him standing in the elevator after Snoke tells him you're basically a boy in a mask right. is some of the best acting I've seen. Yeah, I, he's just so good. And the scene with in, from Force Awakens with Han and him, 
I've seen that movie a million times, and every single time there is a split second where you could still make me believe that he's just he's gonna just give hand. The yeah, lightsaber. this movie's gonna end differently, he, isn't he it? He sells it. Yeah. And I I love this kind of reveal. Mm. Um, I hadn't noticed it until this. I, I've seen the movie a lot, but it's you need those two next to each other. I think you're right. I think it's foreshadowing. I also like the idea, and I know this is something a lot of fans don't like, but I like the idea of Ray's force sensitivity being so strong that she almost is she's almost foreshadowing it herself like she Mm -hmm. has a sense of what this she doesn't know what Mm -hmm. it is but there's something about the choices her body makes and they end up being played out in this huge monumental fight Mm -hmm. you know i like you know what i like i i'm wondering if because it starts with her we're going to get nerdy here. Let's just get speculated <laughs> yeah, and nerdy I mean, and love Star Wars. When you let the Force in, it can control your actions. Exactly. Yes. And she's so, let herself go fully into the Force. Just before mm. that, she doesn't fight it. Like. And it reverberates through across the galaxy. Sorry, microphone. Across <laughs> the galaxy and lands somehow with Kylo Ren that was set up, that connection. Mm-hmm. And then he mirrors that, mimics that in trying to take down Luke Skywalker. And I find that just, again, Ugh. foreshadowing. I find it echoes rhyming and all that. Yeah. It's just, it's delicious to, to break well, down. Also, like, Ray is, I feel like there's a power in it because Ray is the one who really wants Luke to help the Resistance. Mm-hmm. She's been sent there. And in the end, what Luke does is something that is so pacifist. It, it, yeah. it, it, it reflects Ray's judgment of him when she finds out what happened mm. um, between him and Kylo. And so somehow she almost creates this moment and it's not oh she made them go there and do it but in Mm. the way of the force there is something about her movements about i don't there's no way it can be a coincidence because when you watch them next to each other i mean that's the same and even if it's just foreshadowing Mm -hmm. i love the idea of this she's still you know it's what kyle says she's strong with the force but she doesn't know the more she discovers the stronger she becomes this kind of idea first time she's got a lightsaber in her hand properly she's training and then lo and behold this fight that Mm -hmm. is has such impact on the galaxy mm-hmm. because of Luke, because the, of the balance. The Force things. works in mysterious ways. What about the connections possibly between her and Kylo directly? We know that, that that's going on uh, and that happens thanks to Snoke kind of connecting them there yeah. too. But could, could that speak, Mark, to their connection? You know, was he telling the truth about her parents? Are they half-siblings, long-lost cousins? Are they something like that? What do you think? I don't know. There, I mean, the, the connection is going to mm-hmm. only get stronger, I believe, now. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was one of the most uh, clever ways of, of having that scene. Some of my favorite moments in The Last Jedi are, are those scenes between the two of them, you know, from across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it set up Luke Skywalker in this power that he can project himself almost. It's like a natural progression. So I'm wondering what that means for Nine. I do think the connection will get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it goes back to my previous point. I think she's following the same kind of path, again, with the rhyming that Luke did with Vader, yeah. is that she, I think, wants to learn more about the Jedi ways, and I think that she believes deep down that she can save Kylo and bring him back to the light. There is that great debate happening, though. Is he, can he be saved? Is he redeemable? Mm-hmm. You know, he killed his father. Yeah. And- it's, I, that's pretty much cut and dry for me, and I think he's going to go out, um, yeah. maybe trying to be like, <clears throat> like Vader did. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, you know, um, but there is definitely a connection between well, him and I, One of my favorite <clears throat> theories mm-hmm. that was that somehow, and I, I don't know how it would work, it was a forced thing, some kind of Palpatine-ish, you know, you can make people forget or not yeah. see, but I definitely, I thought they were going to do the half-siblings 
There was such a connection between Han and Rey. Uh, We know Han has kind of been out traveling all over. Mm -hmm. I even for some, I even at some point when you know in the Force Awakens when he says "What girl." And you see her being left on Jakku. I wondered if sure. when he killed the Knights of Ren, she was there as a young girl and he couldn't th- face to kill her, which is where he first becomes split. He can't fully go dark side, drops off. I don't think they're going to do that. But no. the Force connection is very much like the twins in the EU. Yeah. There's lots of nods of that between Han and Leia's kids in the EU. They have uh, these, this sensitivity between them. So when they introduced that again, I thought, oh. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're going to do... A relation necessarily i do think they have a history where they knew each other before or have uh, come across each other even if it was just through the force i think mm. that's the connection too because i i would, I like I would hope i like the idea of what it means to not have to have famous parents to be special yeah, i yeah. love that is i love that that theme is that yeah. no you're special because of you mm-hmm. and you don't need to go oh, i'm obi-wan's granddaughter ha huh, now i'm now i'm good you know i like that idea but i think what to your point, Rosie, is that there is a connection somehow, and I do think it's maybe years back. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did hide her. Maybe she was one of you know. There is a theory of she was um, going to be a pupil in the Je- in the yeah. Jedi Order, and that they hid her after Kylo turned. So, w- if, if that's the connection, I think that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't uh, time wise. I don't think it, it doesn't match. Oh, up. It does yeah, yeah. Kylo's about six years ago. He went bad. Yeah, she's been there longer. But 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 it's just fun. It does. It does harken back to the days, the heady days post-Episode 7, where we could have fun yeah. speculating here. But we have new directions, new answers there. I, I, I still really, really hope they hold to the line that she's nobody. I think yes. it's actually very important and interesting obstacle for that character to overcome. But that doesn't mean nobody – that doesn't mean you don't have a special place in the Force. Uh, it just means, you know, you're in a, uh, well, Luke, next in line of a king and queen that came before you. Luke right. was nobody for a movie. Yeah. You know, Luke was a farm boy. That yeah. was, right. you know, and – yeah, and I like those reveals. It's the Jon Snow reveal. You're you're, yeah. you're a battered bastard the entire time, and then oh nope, turns out you might be yeah. the one of the ones. So <laughs> right, right. It's interesting there. It's a lot of a lot of fun. A lot of fun to have this deep nerdy. I love the Force talk. Yeah, I me love too. I love deep the Force with the Force. Uh, final story here in the movie news: uh, somber, but also positive from a certain point of view. Mm. Ahmed Best, who is on Twitter without a blue check mark, which is uh, just an out. Out and out crime. That's weird. Um, put a, a very nice picture of uh, him and his son out and says this. 20 years next year, I faced a media black backlash that still affects my career today. This was the place I almost ended my life. And he's, uh, as you can see, or the picture, I don't know if it was up, uh, high above uh, vantage point there. It's still hard to talk about. I survived, and now this little guy's my gift for survival. Would this be a good story for my solo show, which he's working on a solo uh, stage show? Uh, let me know. Uh, a lot of people responded to this one there. And we know, of course, Ahmed Best portrayed Jar Jar Binks in all three of the prequel movies, but uh, none larger than The Phantom Menace. And him and Jake Lloyd faced a lot of backlash that, uh, well, you, that's what I talk about. The Last Jedi remake talks about the, the nice times during the prequels. No, we saw what happened with Jake Lloyd's, not just career, his, his life, life, the path yeah. it took. And we saw Ahmed Best, who has shown up. He's not afraid of Star Wars. No. He hasn't run away. No. He was voiced Jar Jar Binks several times in the Clone Wars. Uh, he ha- actually, in a great interview, if you guys follow Jamie Stangroom, uh, a UK YouTuber, Star Wars fan, he had a great interview with Ahmed Best. And Ahmed Best actually read the, the uh, part of the Aftermath novel 
uh, in the oh, Jar Jar right. voice, which yeah. is when Chuck Wendig's kind of little ode and, and conclusion to uh, Jar Jar Binks. Not necessarily a conclusion, Jar Jar can go on. So it's not like I'm at best as afraid of Star Wars, but you can see how deep this went, how deep it it, it affected him uh, it, back in 1999, Mark, where, oof, you know, yeah. I understand we every, everyone jumped on Jar Jar and he became a punchline of punchlines, but there's a human behind that character. I, it's... This this is the this is the story that we need to look at to learn a little something about the online mm-hmm. harassment going on um, because imagine back then mm-hmm. as as he is alluding to that he almost ended his life and that he had to work some things out and now his greatest gift for not doing that is his son mm-hmm. um, but now think about that twenty years yeah. social media was nowhere near what it is now. So imagine amplifying those cacophony of voices that were yeah. already there into le- levels that are unheard of. Mm-hmm. I can't even deal with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get one, you suck, Riley. I hope you <laughs> fall off a cliff. And I feel, and I'm just like, hmm. yeah. imagine hundreds of those with Kelly Marie Tran or Daisy Ridley or even John Boyega yeah, when, when he, he was revealed to be a stormtrooper and he was black. Right. Imagine that. I mean, that is where I think there is an absolute tone-deaf thing going on with these. And I'm not going to say fans because I know that clumps everybody together. I'm a fan. But I know the difference. Mm. And so let's call it zealot. You know, let's call it this thing because even Macquarie or Mangold said what's basically happening now with Star Wars is that when you have a creator, basically it's looked at as you're creating another chapter of the Bible to some of these You know, uh, people. So when you think about Kelly Marie Tran posting a picture of her family and being called racist things, Mm -hmm. what is that doing to her psyche right now? And if you look at Ahmad Best, who I met over when I was working at Geek Nation, he came in a number of times and was the nicest guy. Mm -hmm. And I was a a Jar Jar distractor as much as anybody. I didn't like the, 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 the thing. But I also know, again, it goes into this conversation online. When you are, when I want to be a writer, I, you know, I look it up to these people and they're artists. They have to get, they get something, they're doing a job, they're doing, and it's blurring the line of them then becoming the character of self. And I'm going to yell and scream, well, this actually reverberated and affected this man so much yeah. that he considered killing himself. And also, it's, it's awful. It's so awful. And it's the differences. It's not, you know, I'm sure it's tough as an actor when you portray someone who maybe fans go, like, I didn't like that. Like, if you're a detractor or you say, mm-hmm. like, Jar Jar Binks sucks, like, mm-hmm. which, you know, so many of us did or whatever, because, it, it, you know, I was, like, 11 or something, so I didn't. I was like, oh, the Phantom <laughs> Menace, you know, whatever, yeah. like, until uh, I was older. But the point is that's not what it was. And the worst, the thing is there's this double-edged sword of the no social media because it was people saying it to his face. Right. People yeah. saying horrific things, like some of the stuff that is like, you know, just the same kind of stuff that you're saying with these racist things, like death threats, things like this, that are really hard when you're getting them on a screen. And I'm sure even worse when you're getting them in person, especially if it must have probably been at conventions, stuff like that, where people mm-hmm. must have known who he was. And uh, it's awful. It's there's, you know, it's like you said, the thing is, as well, is I feel like as a creator, you make things and you put them out into the world and then people respond to them. That's what we do. But that doesn't. The people aren't entitled to ruin your life if they don't like them. They're just allowed to be like, hey, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, like you said, it blurs this line between actor, character, and ownership. Yeah. Like, that is Armored Best's character. It's George Lucas's character. It's, it's not the fan's character. Like, none of these... These things, we love them, but they're not, they're not ours in that way. 
Yeah, you know, you know. And I hate these these people that go on Twitter and they say, well, if you don't like the heat, stay off social media. Well, guess what? This guy was off social media and he would get fan mail. Yeah. They're going to find you. And this harassment is something that mm-hmm. is not just mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Rosie, it's in their face. It's in yeah. this fan mail. It's like getting all this hate mail that Jake Lloyd, that where were like where was the social media back then like these people are hearing it mm-hmm. so it's like again when you are just going in hard it does affect these people yeah. and i don't think they know this and mm-hmm. go and like if somebody is going that hard in uh, at social media ryan johnson uh Ahmad best whoever it may be put yourself on the other side of that what would it be like for thousands of people to come at you for writing a star wars movie that nobody liked what would yeah. it do to you mm. because i bet if these fans and these remake the last jedi fans if you remake the last jedi and what you think this online movement is believe me you will have just as loud as a as a vocal minority saying nope that sucks i don't like you now and that comes back full bo- like yeah. You was, never know what's going on with these the people. It was the the recut they did of the Last Jedi with no women or whatever. Oh, there was just enough, There was just as many people, even though that for them mm. was the best version of the movie or whatever. There was just a million people who were ready to say that's not the best. Right. But, you know, right. it's it's always going to be like we said, subjective opinions. But there's a difference between that and abuse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the one vaguely positive thing, I think it's really amazing. I'm a best talked out about this, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm really glad that the majority of uh, fandoms are having these conversations and talking about how it's wrong what's going on with Kelly Marie Tran. It's wrong what happened to John Boyega. It's wrong what happened to Daisy Ridley. And it's wrong what happened to Ahmed and Jake 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's really nice. I think that's the positivity is to, that there is a climate now where even though it feels like we've said so weird and there's all this kind of negative stuff, there's also it's bringing these conversations to the top where he can mm. come out and say that because I'd never yeah. heard the story about the suicide or anything yeah. until he shared that. it. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Be fascinating Broke to hear a little more detail on the solo show. Look, uh, he says it 20 years, and we talked about it uh, about uh, last week a couple times now on, on here in Jedi Council that uh, Star Wars celebration uh, in August 29, no, April 2019, excuse me, um, is 20 years after the Phantom Menace. I would love a Phantom Menace tribute panel. Oof. I'm Whatever it may be. Do it. Come on. Because we saw Hayden's reaction at Star Wars Celebration now two years ago, Mark. Yeah. Um, we, we saw that, and, uh, and that was pretty positive. Uh, you know, I don't know where Jake Lloyd is in his life right now. I know for a while he did go to some of the conventions, and there's some yeah. very bad interview clips out there that are very kind of hard to watch. It's like very on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's some stuff happened afterwards. Uh, again, Ahmed Best not running away from Star Wars. He's still, he's still kind of proud of his work, yeah. too, as one of the first kind of performance captures. He does such a good job of highlighting that. Yeah. It was one of the... It was a groundbreaking moment yeah. in yeah. CG. It really he was. He started it. And yeah. then his career, you know, it never went anywhere because it, I'm sure he goes in an audition room and they're like, oh, you're... Yeah. And that's how it affected him as well. I would love to see 20 years later, because uh, it's never too late, Mark Rosie, a panel, Ahmed Best, coming on out, yep. and an uproarious oh. welcome back applause. 100%. I have to Star say, there are, I worked in a comic shop, and there, are, there is a whole generation of kids about 10 years younger than me, basically kids in their teens and 20s, who love The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that yeah. is their favorite Star Wars movie. Yes. Yes. That is a real... And I feel like because we grew up with it and we kind of have this feeling... That often gets left out. There are kids at Star Wars Celebration who would love to see Jar Jar Binks yeah. and who would love to talk about the Phantom Menace. And even if 
you know, a lot of younger kids have rediscovered it because they love the Clone Wars and mm -hmm. they want to know those characters. Anakin, these yeah. characters, Judge Binks, they've been redefined by yeah. the way that canon has been held and kind of by different generations discovering the stories. And I think, like, that could be such a special thing. And like you said, long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it could happen. Star Wars Celebration, April. Mark, I don't know if I'm going to be there. I don't know if you're going to be there. I don't, I don't know, know if I'm, I'm going to be, be there. there. But let's hope. <laughs> I want to be there. Is there. I want yeah. to do Star Wars Saga in 60 minutes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that bring, would be good. Bring that out. That? Yeah. yeah. I was at every convention for years doing the Star Wars trilogy <laughs> in 30 minutes. Let's and, do it. And, 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 and it was fun. And yeah. we celebrated it. Yeah. And now. Be good. Yeah. I would say there's still room to poke fun at Star Wars in a nice, loving way. That's part of the Oh, part that's of the, the joy, too. right? That's part of what we come here for. Yes, and when Star we, Wars in 60, Star Wars in 30 was, was spectacular. Yeah, Star Wars 30 started, but when we put in the prequels, mm -hmm. not only were there some wonderful moments to poke of fun course. at, yeah, of yeah. course, but you that, that was where I started to turn on the prequels a little bit because you're, yeah. you're, you're analyzing the dialogue in, in order to do this, and you're realizing... Wait a minute! I actually like some of these story oh. elements. I, I, the, these things are landing and a lot more as I grow yeah. up. Yeah, and the law, the yeah. law of it, and the, if you enjoyed that side of it, the law, the politics, the universe building, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff indeed. We'll see. Twenty years Star Wars celebration, Phantom Menace panel. Make it happen! Come on, <laughs> you're listening. You can do it. We uh, we've uh, brought, come to the end of the Star Wars news. The movie news. Now it's time to do Cody's favorite segment in the entire world. What's the deal with canon? Not uh, a ton of things going on in canon. We've got uh, Amy Hennig confirming that she's left EA, EA Vancouver Star, Star Wars game. But this is, uh, she confirmed that she left like six months ago. I don't know yeah. why this, uh, this story popped up again this week. Yeah, we know that this, uh, this, she was working wow. on the uh, Star Wars open world game, the visceral game. And then that, uh, that is... Uh, no longer happening. We know that. Um, but we've got more coming with EA um, where, you know, the Fallen Order yes. and all those kind of things. Are so you excited for that, Rosie? I'm very excited for Fallen yeah. Order. It looks very fun. I miss, uh, I love, like, Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed 2. Those were, like, two of my favorite games. I kind of, mm -hmm. I love this idea of getting to explore the Jedi a bit more. Yeah. Getting to, ex I'm really excited about all the new canon exploring this newer period, mm. this kind of wider thing between the old, the links between the old trilogy and the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I you love know? that a lot. And I think that having a game that's really, I mean, Battlefield is like touched on uh, the, yeah. that's what it's called, right? Battlefield. Battlefront? Battlefront. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. I still only have a PS3. <gasps> what? I know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, it, I'll let but, you in on a secret here. If there's a Star Wars video game, I'm playing that thing. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. like, it's in Battlefront 2, especially. It's yeah. very Great. fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch other people play it, so that's how I know what's going on in it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So look for that. More information on those games coming soon there. We got comics. Lots of comics. Wow. Uh, this week we got Dr. Afra 21, Star Wars Lando, Double or Nothing number two. I uh, wanted to talk about Poe Dameron 28, which is actually from like last week, but I finally read it and there's a great moment there. And Star Wars 50 is out. I haven't had a chance to grab that one yet. Rosie, we'll start with you, our comics expert here on Jedi Council. Uh, where's your heart going with these comics right now? There's lots of good stuff yeah. in these comics. I'm Guessing that there's a really big, a kind of big reveal in Poe Dameron 28 that's mm -hmm. quite good uh, about some missing characters who mm -hmm. we might have been wondering where they were in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, all of these are great. Poe Dameron has caught up with, uh, the, with Force Awakens now. And yeah. this specific episode is actually tying in Force Awakens and 
hinting at stuff yeah. that's going to beca- that's going to happen in the Last Jedi. So I yeah. found that was really special. I'm sad the book's ending. It's been uh, great. It's been a great. Yeah, book. I think it's ending at 31. Is um, that what it is? Okay, yeah. so we get so a couple three more weeks issues. Left, yeah. um, but it's been so good. Yeah, and I think they do such a good job with these. Uh, and yeah, and in Poe Dameron, it's uh, you find out that is this squadron a black squadron? Black squadron. Yeah, yeah. you find out that he was going to take them on the run on the Super Star Destroyer on the Star Destroyer but um, yeah. Leia had a secret mission for them yeah. but at the end of the comic you realise he hasn't heard back but it does hint that they could be yeah. in episode 9 and, and I, I think that's pretty exciting yeah only because Snap Wexley uh, you know you know JJ is J- going to get uh, Greg Grunberg yeah. in his movie there mm-hmm. uh, but no it, it's great and, and it, sh- it has one of my favourite moments if you haven't read it yet and don't want to be spoiled, uh, give me a couple seconds here. <laughs> uh, Mark, do you mind if I... You can spoil you'll it. Yeah. I'm so behind. Uh, just whatever. There is a great conversation that starts Poe Dameron 28, and it's, and it's, and it's <gasps> two people talking so about good. war. One's like an old war veteran hero, and he's saying things, and, oh, that Ray girl, there's something about that. I've seen a lot of things. Uh, and you're going, getting some highlights, and the other person's like, yeah, you know, and... That, that Han guy was kind of crazy. Yeah, he's a maniac, maniac. He's a good maniac. And, hey, as long as Leia's here, we got hope. Leia represents hope. And you're like, who's, who's talking? Who's talking? And you turn the page, and it's R2-D2 and BB-8. And it is, it's so smart. The it page is turn is unreal. So chill-inducing Star Wars nerdery. Because yeah. the beeps and the boops and the bops that we all hear, we know R2 says curses, and we yeah. have all these funny moments. But here they are, these two droids communicating directly together. And R2 is talking as a war veteran yeah. and a war hero. Oh, my and it, it's, God. And it's so incredible. It's giving me goosebumps thinking about it. Mm. And it does this incredible thing where it, again, is all about the echoes. It's echoing the new trilogy. It's the old yeah. hand and the handing over to yes. the new. And it's also, Artu's talking as not just as like a war veteran, but someone who missed this fight. Yeah, someone he missed who, this one. He and wasn't he was there. very apologetic. Yeah, he's sorry. But to BB-8, it doesn't matter because BB-8, he's this war hero. Yeah. Be, oh. he, and it's, it is so great. When and I saw that page turn, I was just like... Well, so, when I, so when I saw the page turn, and it's 3PO yelling at them. And he's like, yeah, hurry up. talking. <laughs> You, I go back and read it again because I'm like I, I reread it and I'm like oh I, I'm an idiot for not picking this up because R2 is talking about the Battle of Yavin and he's yeah. and he's talking about the astromech droids mm. and he knows every one of them okay except for one he misses and he's kind of upset yeah he like, says he's sad he doesn't know their names yeah oh. or no BB8 BB8 BB8's talking about him BB8 doesn't know the astromech droids and, and one of them and he's really upset about that but he's and 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 so. Uh, R2 then says, oh, yeah, we lost a Red Six ourselves, Jack Porkins and R5-D8, I believe it was. So it was. And, and, and so when you go back, you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, they would, they would not just know Jack. They would know his oh, R2 yeah. unit. I was really trying to work out if that's the first time that we've gotten, like, language. It might be. I yeah. was trying to think about it because usually yeah. the books and stuff, it will be, unless it's a droid that talks, it's yeah. usually just the, the beeps and the, the boops. Beeps and the boops. I yeah. love that. It was, it's very special. And, and this is why, you know, I, we don't talk a lot about the comics here because uh, the release schedule, sometimes some of us on the panel have read them that week, sometimes we haven't. And there's a lot going on. The Afra comic with St. Astaros, yeah. Afra, um, Tolvin, all the, it's, it's yeah, interesting. And the, it's really cool. The reveal there is also kind of like, it's it's kind of confirmed that Sana and Afra have had a relationship. Yeah. That that's and that's going to be the thing is Sana's being sent after Afra, and it's kind of echoing yeah. this. You know, it's always it's the smuggler looking for, and and they've yeah. got this past relationship, and that's kind of the big reveal in this. And it's really just 
pushing forward yeah. the narrative of, of this kind of arc. Yeah, and, and Lando Double or Nothing, that series is, is off to a good start there, too. Fun stuff there. But this is why, you know, we don't talk about comics a lot, but make sure you're digging into those comics. Mm-hmm. That Poe Dameron R2-D2 BB-8 moment. Um, the the, the Poe Dameron issue 14 is still my favorite of the Marvel comics. So a lot of stuff there. So um, we uh, let's go ahead and jump to Twitter questions. A couple questions from you guys. You can reach out using uh, the hashtag Collider Jedi Council, or you can go to the Facebook group and request to join, and you could uh, pop, uh, pop up here with a question here. All right. John LaRocca. Not our John LaRocca. <laughs> John LaRocca. Hey. says, do you think the, quote, Moss Eisley project stopped by Lucasfilm really was just Solo 2? Mm. 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 I will say no. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? I was uh, no was also my first thought. Probably, uh, I, I find this stuff really hard to speculate on because there's so much of it, and when it gets ca- when it gets put on hold for a while, it's like, right. how much do we ever really know? I do. I think they probably aren't now working on Solo Two. Yes. Yeah. Do, do I necessarily know if it was that specific project? Right. No. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I would like to say yes. It was Solo Two because. When I thought of a most Eisley movie, I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we doing there? Like, I get it. I get yeah. that there's, you know, scum of hive and uh, a yeah. hive of scum and villainy um, that you can mine a lot of story out of that. But I also know that there's the huts. Mm-hmm. I also know that that was teased in Solo. Mm-hmm. I also know that that would be a great way that would have been, mm-hmm. would have been a great way to bring Han back. To, to, to yeah. flesh out that storyline that at, at an inch ever closer to a new hope. I would yeah. have liked it. It's not, and it's not that you know, Han, Chewie, and even Jyn or so Cassian and or anyone else couldn't have shown up sure. during the time, whenever yeah. you want to do it, uh, any, any of the underworld characters. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think there was something special planned for that. Who knows? Who knows? We will see it. All right, fun question here from Ori Kagan over on the Facebook group. Confess! What useless piece of junk did you buy just because it had a Star Wars slapped on it? I got a canned soup with R2-D2 on it. It's been four years, and it's still sitting on the shelf. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in my apartment, Mark Riley. I'm trying to rack my brain to see which one it is that I have. I didn't buy those BB-8 oranges, did you, sir? Confess. <laughs> I, don't re- I, I haven't bought the useless Star Wars stuff that, that mm-hmm. on like the, the food stuff. Yeah. But go back to the 80s. Uh, yeah. And I would see three POs on on the shelf and be like, "Yes, I'm yeah. buying that." And my mom's like, "No, you're not. You're <laughs> you're getting raisin bran." And I'm like, "No, I just want this. Why? It's three PO. Okay, so I yeah. had that in my room, unopened for many many years. Mm-hmm. I had all the Burger King cups, yeah. all the Burger King cups from uh, with, that had the Great Empire Strikes Back. I think you have. Uh, I have now, the uh, Lando and then the right. Han. Han one. Well, I mean, it's Lando and Leia from Bespin. It's Han mm-hmm. and and Luke from Jedi. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, the, back then that was just me loving everything about it because I was right at that age. Yeah. But let me tell you something about 1999. Before, <laughs> before yes. May, yes, uh, 1999, leading up to that. Remember when the prequel characters started oh. coming out? Oh yeah. I I've waited in line, buddy. I bought. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I'm talking the soup that, that was referenced yeah. here, the macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. I was buying anything that had Darth Maul on it, thinking yeah. that we were going to, that the, this, 
this soup can is going to be worth something. Speculatory, This man. is yeah. going to be worth something. This this kite is going to be worth something. Darth Maul kite. The Darth Maul kite in the package is going to be worth something. All these figures obviously are going to pay for my college tuition and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I, I can't even. It's all in a malum of like I don't even that, know what I that bought. That 1999. I was in line at Toys R Us in uh, up Rip. in Granada Hills, California. <laughs> yeah, up there and uh, Porter Ranch actually. And then uh, I had my Chancellor Valorum figure. I'm like mm. Terrence Stamp is a Star War. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Phantom Menace. I, I had all the Pepsi uh, brand. The Pepsi. The Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And yes. one day one of them just punctured on its own and leaked everywhere, and I had to get rid of all of them. Yeah, uh, those are good. So yeah, that was the time. I think now I buy. I always stop and look at and see in stores what is Star Wars, but I don't really buy it anymore. Yeah. I was in a dollar store the other day, <laughs> and I bought a uh, prequel era uh, coloring book. Oh, that was mm. just sitting on the shelf, ninety nine cents. What a deal! Though. Yeah, what a deal. That is a good deal. I do still buy a lot of Star Wars stuff. Mostly trying to buy stuff that I use or really want, like nice figures and, and clothes mm. and stuff. But. I did have, when I got here, I had to have a lot of dentistry work done mm. when I first moved to America. And all I could eat was like soft foods. <laughs> so I bought a lot of BB 8 shaped, yes. uh, like tomato pasta, you know, in the tomato sauce. And it's like, then I'm going to have to buy the pasta anyway. So I will always buy yes. the Star Wars branded one. So in that way, they still get me, I think. <laughs> I love that a lot. I love that a lot. Well, that is uh, our episode of Jedi Council today. Christian will be back next week uh, on a much deserved vacation. So send uh, our regards to Darth Harloff, you can send uh, your your nice warm regards to him as well. He'll be back next week. But I can't thank uh, our panel enough. Mark, Yodi, Riley, thanks for stopping in here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Always uh, talking Star Wars with you, my friend, and, and you, of course, Rosie. Pleasure being here. Rosie the Dark Jedi Knight <gasps> now. You're still kind of a Jedi. You got I a heart am. of a Jedi. I'm a great Jedi. You're a great <laughs> Jedi there. Uh, Schmodown matches. Uh, you're out and about, right? Competing in Schmodown, having happening. fun there. But yeah. we loved, I love talking Star Wars, Star Wars with you. You, uh, you are well-versed in a lot of different kinds of Star Wars knowledge. And Thank I, you. I, I, I love, love talking it. it with you guys. Jedi Council is the best. And where, can they, always... where can they find you and all your projects, too? Uh, Rosie Marks, M-A-R-X. That's always Twitter, Instagram. And I write... At Nerdist and Slash Film about Star Wars comics and many other things. Absolutely love it. Hey, that is it for me for Cody and Adam in the booth that make me look so, so pretty. Thank Woo. you. We'll see you guys next week. May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>